get paid per square higher than, I mean, the same, you know, thousand houses in Texas is our 400 houses here. So talk to me about the leads. Within like 24 to 48 hours of the claim being filed, a photo report gets sent in, the measurements get sent in, a code document explaining if there's any code upgrades or anything missing that needs to be in there. This is why you have to install it. You know, that that's attached and our estimate from Xactimate and a company cam. I need to focus on what can I learn from this situation, not how how am I going to try to devalue that person's gain. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better League Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of having on Sam Kohler and Shane Michael from Vanguard General Contractors. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing everything. Correct. And they are uh, general contractors, but you guys do a lot of roofing. Is that correct? We do do a lot of roofing, yes. And um, we are talking about, is growing too fast dangerous? You guys just had like, I'll do a recap for anyone that hasn't seen it, hasn't heard it or whatever. You guys were on Dimitri's show and he was talking about the $17,000 or seven. How, I, dude, my brain's too small. I can't get my head around millions. You know what I mean? <laughs> $17 million. Um First year, you guys started in like February or March. And I know that this is like, you guys are still on your way to that, but it's pretty aggressive to even get close to or over 10 million your first year. Like most people couldn't believe it, couldn't fathom. So we're going to talk about that. Whether it's dangerous, systems and processes to get there. Um, first of all, can you guys give a little recap from your side for somebody that hasn't heard your story, just so people can get to know you? Yeah, uh, so a little bit about myself. I've been in the industry for almost six years. I've been, I started off as a canvasser, worked all my, more worked the way up to being the president of a company. I was president of two companies actually, and then started my own. So definitely not new to it. I, I have sharpened my teeth basically on door knocking. So we're really good at, you know, direct sales in Maryland. And then it, it's not like it was even our intention to, uh, Go that way. What, what I would say to most people, or a better way to think about it, so it's, so it's as imaginable, is if you had like four or five guys that could all run their own, you know, three, four million dollar company, we kind of just came together. Mm. In a sense, you could, you, could, you could think of that for the sales wise. Yeah. And you just, you just look really young, man. I looked really young for a long time. Um, well, so like, and I don't now, but I used to like, like baby face. So I'm like 28 or 29 and I'm trying to like sell to people. And they're like, sometimes there's people that are skeptical B2B people buying yeah. as a business. is kind of skeptical of me. So like, I think people thought this kid's young. So I'm going to ask Shane, cause you're a little older, right? Shane. Yes, sir. Yep. Is this kid too young to be running a company or what? No. So I've known Sam actually, uh, just about five years to the day almost, probably around five years. And um, from the start, you know, with me and my trades that I was in, um, I had a handyman company, general contracting company, been doing this for years, um, and sales as well. That's what I've done for my life, you know. And, yeah. Um, you Sam back then, and we've talked these plans out for a long, long time. For years. It's been, it's been a time coming. And then this year, uh, once he got it going on, you know, I was like, all right, man, I'm going to jump over. I'm going to leave my my company is basically in the range of somebody else and uh, get this with him, man, because I believe in him and the process of what we're going to do. And just because he's young, it doesn't mean anything. I've known him for five years. I know what this guy can do, and I know how determined and dedicated he is. Yeah, we're going to dive into some of the specifics as much as possible because I think that there was a uh, there was some people that are hating, but those are the ones that always stick out. Whenever you get a video, like or you're part of a video that has thousands of views, 
there's always like people that love to hate and some of them are just spending too long on the internet, which <clears throat> that, that is a thing, but I want to kind of dive into some of the positive ones here as well. Um, there's somebody asking about your processes and systems. What have you guys designed to manage the cash flow and production side of it? And I'm actually, if it's okay, let's tackle cash flow first because that's scary. It's a lot of money. And some, you know, like to somebody like me to think about even 17,000 or, or so, 17 so, million, God damn it. Go for it. If you break it all down, like our whole system works together. It's not like just cash flow, but if you want to touch directly on cash flow, uh, most of our our jobs, we collect the ACV up front. So that kind of pays as a deposit for material and labor. So the cash flow isn't that bad. Also, the way our system is set up, it's like if, you know, the, everything happens perfect, we get paid 21 days after, you know, we, we are initiated in the process. So yeah. most, uh, you know, I didn't do this, but, you know, a credit account, you have 30 days. So if you can keep that timeline, it, it's really not that bad. And you know, our, our process, how we do it, we kind of re-engineered how the insurance claim process works for a lot of companies. They'll go out, hey, yeah, you got hail damage. The homeowner files a claim. <clears throat> you meet with the adjuster. You wait for them to approve it. Then you get an estimate and a check. And then now you come back, say, okay, well, you guys missed this, this, and this. It's actually 30000 instead of twenty. So now you have to wait another week for them to agree on that another week to build and then another week to collect so that comes out to like almost 60 days most times what we do is the first day when we come out to inspect the roof or whatever it is door knock referral whatever they called us whatever it is we do a full report so we take a hover we or like some kind of measurement we take almost 200 photos of just the exterior of the property what kind of measurement to, you like just curious I, uh, I like Eagle View. I like Hover. Honestly, Hover for us because we do a lot of siding and a lot of gutters. It's very, it's completely accurate, and I get it within thirty minutes of me. Nice. I've been using Hover since it was owned by GAF. But uh, damn, I didn't so, even know that it was owned by GAF back in the day. That's funny. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, it has like insurance company uh, investors and stuff like that. By the way, that's actually why. Well, maybe one of the reasons why I'm going to be switching. But okay. it's just it's too expensive now. It used to be free. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we, so what we do, we do that full process. So what will we, then they file the claim. And then within like 24 to 48 hours of the claim being filed, a photo report gets sent in, the measurements get sent in, a code document explaining if there's any code upgrades or anything missing that needs to be in there. This is why you have to install it. You know, that that's attached and our estimate from Xactimate and a company cam photo report that has annotations and like, okay, this is damage. This is a nail in the step flashing. This is why you have to pay for that. This is the drip edge and the gutter line being connected. So we have to detach and reset the gutters. You know, we, we get really in depth in it over here. And you had mentioned that also being a general contractor allows you to get paid as a general contractor on some of these yeah. things because there is at least three trades being used, you said? Yeah. So, uh, on most of our projects, I would say, I mean, 90%, we have more than just the roof going on, whether that's roof and interior, or if it's just the roof, it's roof gutters siding because you have to detach and reset, deciding mm -hmm. to properly install the counter flashing and step flashing, and then detach and reset the gutters to properly install the drip edge. So 
you know, there's things like that. And we are a general contractor. There is no roofing license in Maryland. There's only a general contractor's license. So, you know, we have to get paid appropriately or, you know, all that additional costs that because our labor costs are more are, are you know, there's a lot of more expensive yeah. DMV area. And I want to do, I do want to touch on some of the negativity that people, and it's just people skeptical. And I think some people are jealous. Hey, that's a crazy thing. I didn't even realize that a couple of years ago because I didn't have anything to be jealous of. And then like when you do get anything, people, it's, it's funny, like even friends, dude. And I know that you said you stay away from drama, but even friends will say like a backhanded compliment to you. They're like, <laughs> you know, either the must be nice thing or I wouldn't want that for myself because you know, I yeah. like the freedom. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that well, one kills me. The, the, the thing is that you know the people that we surround ourselves are are not people that are saying that stuff. We're only the people that I surround myself are all people that mostly are doing better than me, or yeah. they, they see that they're like, yeah, that's not crazy, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> there there's a lot of people that make a lot of money, and it, it's just like whoever you surround yourselves, you're the outcome of those five people. I'm sure you've heard that, you know, so. What would you say to the people that were kind of being negative in the comments about who they should surround themselves with? Yeah, I mean, they should surround themselves with winners, you know, and, and definitely spend less time on the internet, spend more time on your business. Sure. All right, I like it, man. So the one, the kind of the, there's some skepticism around the amount of money and being young. And then there's people kind of swooping in and be like, all right, the old dogs are going to hate, right? Um, they're talking about gross sales and they're talking about profit. So I think some of the other questions were just around how are you working to get your profit right? Is it right right now? How is that changing over the next few years from where you stand? And um, are you focused on that profit number, not just that revenue number? Yes, yes. So our, I, I did the math. Uh, our net profit is like 7.6, but I, I don't think that's like a valid, uh, I don't think it's an actual valid number for us because there's multiple companies like within mm -hmm. Vanguard yeah. uh, for one of them. But without a doubt, going like our, our intention was not to go just crazy and get these numbers or anything. It's always, you know, uh, it was more, we can do it, you know, better than other people are in our area. You know, it wasn't really like we weren't shooting out for that numbers. We were all trying to, you know, make more money and build something for ourselves. But that's just, the numbers are really just the outcome of the service that we provided and, and how hard we worked. Really, uh, what we're doing now is looking back on the year and kind of like auditing it, going through stuff and seeing where we can improve, seeing where, you know, when our production went up and up and up, our quality kind of didn't follow that. And we're trying to do that now. We're building in more like automated systems and hiring the right people, putting the right people in place to be better next year. Yeah. So I addressed all the comments. I just wanted to get some of those out there so that you guys can kind of, I feel like it's unfair sometimes on the internet. It's like, if you respond yeah. directly, you look whiny or something like that. And it's not, it's like, and you really don't want to spend that much time on it. You know what well, I mean? Like, yeah. yeah the, thing, the thing for me, I'm not going to bring negativity in my life or anything like that. If someone wants to message me and say, hey, how'd you guys do this? Whatever. I'll be more than happy. You know, I might be super busy, but I'm sure we can find the time for me to explain something for you. I would just help people for, for no reason. But then I would rather as a community, us all be better. And for you guys to learn freely off of what I have done and my mistakes that I've made, because trust me, I've made mistakes and lost money. So if everyone can just learn from each other and constantly improve, we're all on the same team here, how I see it. You know, we're all on the same team fighting for homeowners or whatever you may want to say. 
Yeah, let's talk about some other lessons that you guys have learned, uh, maybe challenges that you've faced from growing too quick. So you said you're kind of looking back at the year. Um, you're taking, you maybe even saw a few good things in the comments of things to think about. I don't know. I mean, like maybe there is some valid criticisms or things like that. What are you guys thinking about now transitioning out of this first year into the second year that your plan that was a challenge with this kind of growth that you're trying to, um, improve for next year? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, being that we grew so fast, we, we didn't have we didn't have all the tools in place to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? So we stretched ourselves way too thin. Um, I mean, me and Sam alone, like I'm running around selling, project managing, doing multiple things, taking care of making sure the interior work's getting done, all of that with my guys for my, my other business. And um, so there's a lot going into it, um, but mainly I would say it's really the management. Going back and completing the jobs, making sure that the salesmen are keeping up on their end. Uh, but we are pulling in new management for that. The, fin the financial side, like like we said, I mean, right now we're we're owed out like over two or about two something, yeah. two two or somewhere around there. Um, collect, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> collecting that, um, you know, and luckily we're, we're we're in a good financial point that we're fine. But um, really, we're. We're really trying to sit down now, get all the people in place, get the management in place to where next year we really take off. And that's where we're you know, solidifying our foundation because that's what we're really building on now to where we're not stretched too thin and we can focus our time, you know, and, you know, how it should be focused. I shouldn't be focused on the little things. I should be focused on growing the business and whatnot. Can we touch briefly on the market, the specific market that you guys are in? Because I know, like, yeah. we talked yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad. So this will this will definitely, for anyone that's like, oh, that's crazy. So a lot of companies in our market, I, I don't know other people's stuff, but I would assume that they did very well this year also. Roofers, you want at least five solid lead gen tactics building chemistry. Let's say you have door knocking, referral systems, job site branding, and you add in aggressive SEO, paid ads, and boom! Mmm, smells like more leads. Hookagency.com. One, because it this was the like worst or you know, worst hailstorm in Maryland's history in like 20 years. It was 3.5 inch hail, which we don't get that stuff here. And it was over a large area in southern Maryland that has uh you know high-end houses. So that that's one reason. Also, we get paid per square higher than I mean the same, you know, thousand houses in Texas is our four hundred houses here. You know, I get paid you know, not not to get, but seven fifty plus. You know, more around nine hundred for for a lot of different things because we're a very high, steep roofs. Well. You know, we have a lot of ice and water. We have code upgrades. We're near we're coastal, so you know, th there's a bunch of different things that that go into. And then also, we get sheathing all the time. We we kind of really learned Maryland's building codes like the back of our hands. So whenever we go to a property, oh, this is not up to code. 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 And now it changes the, the, the job from, you know, 20,000 or 30,000 to 50. So, yeah, I, I do want to note here, too, some of us have gone through some things that might make us scared for young business owners. Like, for instance, our first couple of years not understanding tax. <laughs> like there's things where it happens where you end up owing a lot of taxes or things like that. Um, 
And I didn't really understand it when I was just doing, you know, a little bit of business. And then when I started to do more business, it was kind of scary how much money you get taxed. It feels like the government doesn't really want small businesses to grow. It's kind of an odd thing because it feels like this is such a good thing for the economy. But then you're looking at the percentages and they're, they're, it feels like they're saying, oh, yeah, by the way, turn back. This is a bad route. We're just going to take all of it, all that hard yeah. work. So some of us have just gotten slapped in the face by taxes or different things. And then we realized we actually had to charge more. It sounds like from the beginning, though, you guys are charging enough to do what you need to do. And I actually personally don't feel that way about taxes. I feel like the government uh, puts puts a lot of breaks and a lot of different programs in place to help small business. Mm. Is the, I think the problem is education. You know, a lot of people aren't, ed I mean, there's so many grants on SBA or, you know, especially during COVID that, you know, a lot of companies could have got a lot of funding. I know a bunch of companies that did. But, Mention uh, a few of those for our audience. I mean, my mom did. She she runs a nonprofit. And I mean, I know the, both of the companies that I used to work for did. I mean, Potomac Customer Modeling, JDH Modeling. I didn't because I You're talking about there. PPP and... Um... PPP, yeah. What is it? Payroll retention credit or something like that? Yeah. Payment protection. If you haven't checked out the payroll retention credit, that's still active for small businesses that did worse or like had some effects of COVID in 2021, I believe. So, yeah. Check those out. Well, you have a positive mindset about taxes. That's good. Um, <laughs> maybe you won't forever. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no. <laughs> trust me, I don't, I don't like taxes. Okay. <laughs> this guy's pro-tax. Uh, yeah, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, because it wasn't the, like, the Boston Tea Party around where you guys are or something like that. Like, you guys aren't that far away from that. Pretty, I mean, pretty close. Okay, so um, any other things that you feel like were challenges with that kind of growth? Would you have done it the same way again? Your first year, would you have slowed down? What would you have changed? We would have, we would have had better um, management in place. I think at first it was like get as much as we can and like, oh, can we can we afford the $100,000 project manager? Can we afford, you know, all these assets? And really, in hindsight, we should have just go ahead went ahead and did that. But uh, we were just cranking as much as we could. Yeah, and I don't advise anyone to do that. It's yeah. really what, what do you want? You know, if you're just trying to make the most money, I would say – just work only by yourself and just do everything and do a couple projects a month. And you would probably make just as much money as someone doing 4 million a year that has a couple salesmen. So you why know, did you talk to me about that. Why, why did you decide to do this instead of that type of thing? Cause most, well, in, most company owners do take that route. Yeah. In the beginning I did do that. In the, like yeah. the first couple of months, I mean, it was, I mean, the first month, at least month and a half, I mean, I, I sold a bunch and then, I just kind of brought people on, you know, it was, it was more, it was more like, why not? Also, I like, you know, having fun while I'm working, you know, I like working with people that are similar mindset. So uh, when I would go out, you know, I'd, I'd be killing myself all day and then, you know, to come home and then kill yourself again on the computer doing you know, estimating or whatever, or marketing or learning more. It, it, it definitely, it, it's very hard to do by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very hard to at least like not bounce off ideas or, you know, have someone to be accountable with, like going to the gym. You know, I'm, I'm going to if someone if I'm meeting somewhere at the gym, 
I'm going to be there. Rather, if it's I'm just going myself in the morning, I might want to hit the snooze button, you know? No, I agree 100%. I like that. Um, let's see. I can always go back to the comments, but let's see. What, what would you guys want to talk about? I, I feel like I want you guys to own the narrative here. It doesn't, have, it doesn't need to be all responses to people that, dis, that don't believe it. Um, who cares? Who cares if yeah, exactly. you don't believe it? I, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like there's that quote that says, like, people that are saying it can't be done shouldn't interrupt those doing it or something like that. Um, yeah, and I'm just um, proud, I'm proud that you guys, two two young bucks, are out here killing the game. Um, give me a couple other things that you'd want to talk to talk about to other roofers. You got the stage. Yeah, so I mean, one thing with us, we're we're not here to like be better than these other people are saying. Oh, this is the way to do it, and this is you know we're here. We want to we want to grow the company. And not only that, but we want to grow the people we know are you know everybody else in the roofing industry. I mean. You know, the people that met us at RoofCon mm-hmm. or wherever in Florida when we went down there for Ian for a little bit. Um, whatever we're doing, like, we, we want to get as much context as we can, work with as many people as we can. I think the roofing community as a whole just needs to come together as opposed to going apart because we're in the same battle here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I want to learn from everybody else. I want people to learn what they can learn from me. And, you know, I like to come If you If we're in the same battle... I agree 100% with everything you just said. If we're in the same battle, who's the enemy? Uh, the insurance company, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing insurance restoration, you know, they always I, – I, I don't think insurance companies are – there are some that are the worst, but I meet with people that are great every day. You know, so you're always going to find your bad apples. You're always going to have good people. But when people – like some of the stuff that happens, though, is criminal, and it's, it's crazy. You know, I just – it just alone, I've, you know, some of this money that, that is out there in the world is not because of a homeowner's fault. It's not even our fault. You know, it's just the, the insurance company that just won't answer the phone. We've had the home, you know, so that that is that's wrong. But that's like almost like paying payment purposely, you know, but no, I, I think that I've, I've seen like leaks of things where like they definitely do that for sure. Like, yeah, like no, they definitely yeah. do that. And then, I can tell. From firsthand experience. Yeah. Um, but also, so it's kind of funny though, because as a roofing contractor, you're living off insurance money. That if there was no insurance, if every single roof had to be purchased, purchased, like without insurance, no monthly, it would be hard. We probably sell less roofs on average, maybe. I don't know though. Um, but then, yeah. The same with like us and Google, like. I the enemy is Google sometimes because Google's kind of like it's this giant unfeeling corporation that will just spend all your money on ads if you just like let it. And then on the other hand, we don't want it to die. I don't want insurance companies to die. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, it feels similar. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually glad you said that because that is something in our business that we're trying to uh, grow off of. You know. However, we might be really good at, you know, helping people or, or whatever it is uh, that you would want to say. We all, we're trying to add in different, biz, different like, sectors of our business that, that bring in money. You mm-hmm. know, whether that's, like, we do a lot of black, we do a lot of, like, custom gutters. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to do way more interior stuff. We're trying to, you know, provide all the services we can so that it's not just like one solid thing bringing us up. It's multiple things. So if something goes bad, you know, we still have 
everything going in a forward direction. I feel like you could, like, okay, I know that we're not battling the other roofing companies, but I feel like you could, if you could convince them all to be antagonistic towards insurance companies all the time, you'd actually win more business because then you could just be the nice guy. You could be like, hey, yeah, get, get mad at them, get mad at them. And then on the side, you could be like with insurance agents, like giving them, you know, sitting them down for coffee and food and shit. And then, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. But uh, I'm just kidding. I, we should all be nicer to insurance companies. That's, that's what I was about to yeah. say. How about everyone on every side just do better and just, you know, who were really helping, you know, the pre the if you're on either, any side of an insurance deal, whatever it is, whether you're a contractor not associated with the insurance company at all, or the insurance company not associated with the contract at all, your customer is still the homeowner, both of your guys' customer. So I don't know why... People are fighting each other about helping someone. It, it makes zero sense to me. So I'm not the guy that's going to say, "Oh, they're all wrong" or "fuck them" or whatever. I'm going to say if it's a if it's a logical person and I'm dealing with them and they're normal, the, the it's, we're not going to have any problems at all. You know? Yeah. So you guys uh, grew very quickly. I think one of the questions I had right away was, "All right, where'd the leads come from?" So talk to me about the leads, what you guys have done for lead generation, how you think about lead generation. That's a lot of business. I went out on my own originally because I'm like, I know how to create leads. And that's like, that felt like the only important thing when I first started. Like, if I know how to create leads, then I know how to create a business, right? It's nothing. Yeah. Like, I eventually figured out there's a lot of other things I got to learn. But um, it's, you guys obviously have a little bit of machine there. So what is, what is it? How are you getting it? One thing, I mean, to be completely honest, door knocking is just yeah. weird. I mean, that's the start. And once we get into a neighborhood, um, especially the neighborhoods, kind of we go after the more upscale if we can. I mean, we'll do everybody. Don't get Shane, it's you door knocking, and then do you have other people uh, on your team? Door knock plenty. Um, now, now, mostly to be honest, mine are all either organic or I'm going to a job, and then I'm just like literally knocking like four doors down and just you know one or two knocks. And I don't really, I don't, I'm not going out like that. Um, I could go out and every day and just sling them. But you got other people doing that or how many, how many people? Oh, like, people doing that um, right now, um, what are we at, six? Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you yeah, keep them accountable? How many do they, are they supposed to knock a day? What is the, what is the oh. rule on this? It's time you rethink roofing. That's that's one thing that we're that we're the newer guys that we are bringing on. We're trying to um, keep better track of that and everything. But we have some guys that are just they're just go getters, man. I mean, to be honest with you, and they're on the same level as us, and they know that for us, we all want to become successful together. It's not like we're just trying to get rich over here and not help these guys out. Like these guys want to go on future ventures with us with other business models and whatever else. What kind of incentives? What is the pay structure for these guys? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very aggressive, you know? So, uh, I, I pay definitely more than anyone does around here. That's for sure. But if the quality of people are, uh, are, are much better. So I, I say that, uh, good split, it just depends how you're doing. If you're trying to have people that can run a business themselves, selling for you and selling multiple millions, you have to pay them fairly. So I do 50%, you know, just split even 50. 
And then, but if you're just a guy that goes out and inspects roofs that are already set up and you like sign people up, but you could have a team of just people inspecting roof and then just us at the house calling or, or at the office just calling and closing the deals. I say a fair is 10% of the total for, for those guys. There's two different, there's a, there's a bunch of ways you can structure salesmen and set up like sales organizations. I like how simple that is though. What happened? I like how simple that is. Yeah, I try to make it super simple. I feel like if you make it too complex, it like is demotivating as a salesperson. Yeah, and uh, the, what he's saying too is there. There's so many like we're starting uh, a, a couple companies next year too. So the people that uh, really show themselves and say, "Hey, you are work like show that they are they're they're the kind of people that we want." They have racked up enough money to come in as partners next year on other ventures. So that's kind of what we're all trying to constantly improve each other. You know, so. Yeah, I want to note, uh, I've heard of companies that the people get demotivated. You guys could just be hanging out with all ballers, and that's amazing. However, sometimes a clunker mixes in. And, yeah, like, you know, like that happens, like sometimes like by fall, they're sick of the work. They're, they're, they're already, they racked up money. They got 120, 170, whatever it is, whatever. Like, and some people just go, all right, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm like, this is a lot of money. I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to manage shit or I'm managing the stuff and I don't want to sell anything else new. So how do you like, what, what happens in situations like that for you guys? So, I mean, everyone is always going to deal with that. Uh, one way that you can deal with that is you have a culture that you guys are constantly. So, so what do what does the regular person do with money? You know, they don't really reinvest it. They kind of save it, use it as expenses. But if you're constantly okay, you make a check of thirty k, take twenty, invest it, live off a of ten. You know, so if you're doing that that way, you don't really have money sitting in your account, so you don't get as lazy. You know, it's not like you have vacation money. You have money that's working for you to make other money. That's like you don't even touch for 10 years. And then you have the money that you live off of. And then after that, uh, you don't really have that much money left over. So you constantly do. You were an owner where you didn't. I, I feel like you're you're good at vetting out winners and maybe getting rid of people that are not doing the stuff. Have to. Yeah, you have to. So my question for you is what can you give some encouragement for an owner out there that maybe has a salesperson that they think they should be getting rid of, or do you think they should, I'm guessing you think they should chop somebody like that. If somebody's kind of, you can't say it yeah. depends on the position of the owner. Like if you got four sales guys and he's making up, you know, 15% of your income, yeah. you know, and you're just going to cut him out and you know, that, that's, that's a, a hard that's, one. Yeah. You can't, sit there and tell somebody yeah, sometimes it doesn't matter that much because they're not really but the only thing is is that could hold back the culture true it does hold yeah. back the culture if you keep them all if they're all tight knit together like that for bringing I'm not the really other... a brutal guy so i couldn't i couldn't call it either but i don't know i uh i feel like if we call the majority if we have the majority of winners they usually bring the other people up it's like you surround yourself with again yeah. so if we have four winners and there's one guy that's not as much he's going to be more motivated than if there's you know and, yeah. and that'll happen, but people that we're bringing on force coming, uh, and we're making sure it's people that actually have been wanting to come here. And like anybody that we've hired isn't like a two week thing. Like it's been months in the making or whatnot. And they yeah. know coming in, like what's going on, what's going to happen. 
So people, yeah, people ask, hey, can I, can I get a job? And we're like, yeah, okay. And then like, after they ask for like four or five months, then we'll be like, yeah, you know, you can, or we'll, we'll set up a position for them. But we haven't had done any Indeed or anything like that. Uh, what I, but what I would say to, is should you fire that, that person or not? I mean, I, I really, it really depends on the person and, and depends what you're trying to get. If they're like going through something, I, I don't think you should fire them. I've had, I have people going through stuff right now where they're not like working every day, but they're dealing with like a, a situation. So it, for that person, I would never fire someone over like over that. But if they're just like perpetually going down the, the toilet, you have to get rid of them or they're going to take other people with them. Let's talk about, um, let's say there's somebody that's in the three to five million range and they've been trying to push it up to seven or 10, but they got stuck somewhere along the way. What, if you were just consulting with somebody like that, what would you ask? What would you be looking for to try to diagnose what's going on? I would ask how many salesmen they have. And if it's three to five and it's more than like three people, I would tell them your problem right there is you don't have anyone that's actually selling. Well, it's also for, say if they're in my market, I would be like, well, you don't have the right people. Uh, if you're like a three to five million dollar company, and you have two or three salesmen, just reinvest in the salesmen and get them to a position where they can sell more. They're better at selling. They have a higher closing rate. That's way better time. If you already have the right people, reinvest in them, make them better. And then looking for someone that's going to help you. The grass is greener where you water, you know? Mm, good advice. Good advice. Um. How about you, Shane? What would you say for somebody, a company like that, that was kind of stuck at that three to five and wanted to break free? Like Sam was saying, the training thing, man. There's so many, there's so many ways to take advantage of this roofing industry. Honeywell, Facebook, and connecting with people, and you know, going to discontinuation classes, <laughs> whether it's that or getting with Adam Benzman and learning his strategy with roof strategists or the roof officer. There's so many. There's so many different ways marketing, you know, you got to spend money to make money. You know what I mean? And yep. if you're, like you said, if, if it is like the three guys and they're producing that close to that much, just think they really fine tune. Yeah. If they really got the pieces or they need to bring somebody on to help take care of making the phone calls or whatnot, because your salesman's not able to go out there five days a week. He's only going out there two or three days a week to make them lazy. If you're able to get a, a killer out there five days a week, and have somebody doing something else for him, he's not only going to make money, more money for himself and the company, but he's going to continue to have that drive as well. Mm. And, and a lot of people are confused and think that you have to spend a lot of money to, uh, you know, initially start like in making processes. So there's so much technology or like people that work in other countries that will work for $8 an hour and they will answer the phones. They will help just take something off of your back mm. and, that 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 is you know time is the most valuable asset in my opinion yeah i always say like if you you gotta audit your time too like i once uh like tracked every hour for like a couple weeks two or three weeks and i looked at where all my time was going and it was all going over to these certain activities and most of them were kind of easy and easy to pass off to be honest with you i would just i liked it because it was comforting and so I spent all my time, and then I, what I realized is I just need to pass off as much of that as I possibly can and move on to the next stuff. I think we just like to get comfortable in the stuff we know, even if it's not high value as a leader. Like, it's it's very easy to get stuck in in the easy, maybe even fun stuff. Like, marketing is fun. I'll be honest, I love marketing. That's my current problem. I'm addicted to marketing 
And sometimes I want to do that instead of sales or instead of leadership. I, I've been I've been having that actually. It's like pisses me off when I see other people make better videos than me. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn how to do production quality better. And it's only helped our, our videos that we make for our company. Yeah. So it's all, only helped. We have some really good ones that are about to come out where it's not like, you know, because we don't care about what other people, other like companies necessarily think. We're, I'd like to be friends with everyone and network with anyone, but if someone like didn't like it, so we, yeah. it's not like I give a fuck, you know, I, I don't want to be their friend. We're worried about our business and trying to make it better. That's the reason why I'm doing this anyway, is because trying to, you know, become better at making videos, because I think it's going to be an essential part of business, oh, yeah. you know, for the next forever. No, yeah. I agree 100%. And it's so, you do have to do the fun stuff. That you actually yeah. do to get your, your juices up to make sure you're stoked to be at work. If there was two videos I would suggest every roofing company make, the one is a video that goes out right after somebody submits a contact form that just says exactly what's about to happen. In That's fire. And then the other one would be a little video that could go underneath your submit form that just says what is about to happen if you submit this form. So it tells them and it decreases the anxiety of submitting that. Those are, that's from um, They Ask You Answer uh, or The Visual Sale. I don't remember which book. But bo it's both of those videos are really good for decreasing anxiety and uh, increasing follow-through. That's awesome. I'm going to do that with all my automated messages. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, another thing is you can throw a little GIF. Of the beginning That's of the video the into it, so it's like in like a play button on it, so it increases the click through rate on the video too. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why people don't do that for every automate every email that goes out. I mean, if you that that just it makes it way more personalized for sure. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, you, I use it for like the one or two minute thing because the one or two minute like we want them to actually watch it. We also did a seven uh, question video that's like we watch this before this but it's a 30 minutes and i don't know if people really do watch it but every once in a while like lately what i've noticed is more and more people are coming through i wish everyone would do this because more and more people are coming through like just prepped and ready to go as customers like marketing isn't just selling or getting more leads it's also filtering tire kickers and stuff you don't want so the more questions you answer in video through automation like that, the more likely at the end of the day, you're going to close more deals. There might be less leads. There actually might be a little bit less leads, but you're more likely to close the deals that you do get. And it's a weird balance, but I feel it because we have such a high flow of leads on our website that like it made sense once we did it. And then we just had easier to close deals. It's like, you know, the, the fruit just kind of falls off the tree. When you're talking yeah. to them, you know? And uh, that, that's, I, I love marketing. That's that's like when you were asking earlier, like going in to sign a $100,000 contract and like the old person is looking at me. That's that's why I kind of made it, like our slogan is the future of home improvement. So we come in with the newest technology, we come in with new ideas and innovation. And when you match that together and don't hide from the fact that you're young or a new company and you're just upfront about it, I mean, I, I close every deal. You know, so hell yeah. Hey, you don't want to say I know why people hate on you, bro. Why is that? People are intimidated. I'm I'm intimidated by you, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy to see somebody your age just just gunning. Like it's it's 
it's it hurts a little bit because guess what? If you're gunning like that, that means I could go a little faster and further too, you know? Yeah. And that's what we're saying, man. We're not saying, you know, this is no by no means to go against anyone or say that we're better than anyone because our market is completely different than yours. You know, you might have came here this year and done the same thing. I, I'm no one to say that, but we're just trying to improve. You know, I've already learned something from you just by what you just said. I'm going to implement that in my business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I learned something from every person I talk to. And by no means do we try to come across as like better than or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, that we, yeah. we just want to be better. We just want to be better. And on that continuous path of being better, you know, it's not like whether someone, you know, whether my, you know, for some, whether we went into bankruptcy next year. I'm coming back the year after that, you know? It's not like <laughs> it's not like if we were to lose, we would give up or any, you know, and none of that. You know, we're coming for everything, really. So. Yeah, and a lot of the people I hang out with wouldn't be, like, hating in comments like that. I don't know anyone. I, the people I know are going to be encouraging and be like, holy shit, that's interesting. I want to lo- know more. I want to know more. Yeah. There was quite a few like that. So by no means do I want to say it was all hate. I just thought it was an interesting dynamic. When the market is presented with some somebody winning as much as you guys are winning, then there's it's skepticism. And how about we all just learn? I mean, I want to learn. Basically, I want to learn. I don't want to. I gotta watch that when I'm feeling so competitive. Personally, when I feel so competitive, when somebody else is winning, I need to focus on what can I learn from this situation, not how how am I gonna try to devalue that person's gain. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's funny, like in our company, though, as itself, we're super competitive, but it's, it's <laughs> such a healthy level, though. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, um, where, you know, some companies, and maybe, you know, they get strikes or anything like that. Us as a team, we, we, we genuinely all want to, like, sell the person out, sell the other person, I'm just going to sense, you know what I'm saying? But, like, also be the winner, too, you know? So, <laughs> but it's good to be better. To really, really kill it. So when we go sell these houses, or someone gets a sale in a new neighborhood with horizons, it's just littered with horizons. They're all torched, you know. And you know, they got the install that day. Well, everyone else is coming in and hitting it too, and everyone's fine. You know, yeah. we can do that. We can share it, but it's it's nice that we can come together and all do that though. Yeah, and it's yeah. healthy competition. We all just want to be better. Again. And and another. I learned this from this guy, the hammer. He's actually fucking super smart about. Yeah, I know that dude. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, if you have a, if you have a whole uh, team that's that's doing that, and you have like a WhatsApp or whatever, and you you take a picture of you closing like a fucking sixty square house and signing the piece of paper, everyone that's out there in that neighborhood just seen that and like got a hit of dopamine. Yeah. You know, yeah. they all instantly got a hit of dopamine, and now all are going to go super hard and be on better, you know, and it's just constantly better. You know, it's constantly that it's a 1% rule, you know? Hey, are you guys going to any conferences uh, in the fall or spring or anything? Yeah, we should be going to uh, Dimitri's one. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really uh, know how many, but uh, Dimitri's one, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Just curious. I don't know. Maybe I'll see you guys there. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. So I appreciate you guys spending the time. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, Hook Agency, all over social. Uh, How can people check you guys out? Uh, You can go to VanguardGC.com. You can look up VanguardGC on Facebook, Twitter. I'm not Twitter. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all that. Yeah, Sam Polar, Shane Michael. Shane Michael. Yeah.
Yeah. You can just look up Shane Michael and see the big guy benching your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for hanging. <laughs>